0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the third episode of Finding Extraordinary. Today, I'm not going to give you a quote, but I'm going to ask you to please be extraordinary and help those in need. My next guest is native to Australia. He still has friends and family who live in Australia, and they've all been deeply impacted by the wild bushfires that have covered the continent. Here are some stats. There are over 14.7 million acres burnt, destroying over 1,500 homes with over 500,000 people evacuated. The fires have killed over 23 people, and there are still over 8 people reported missing. At this stage, half a billion animals have been killed, including over 30% of the koalas' population from their Southeast Australian habitat. Guys, the worst is still yet to come. Australia is due to enter the middle of summer. The hottest part of the year for Australia, January and February, and there's really no relief from the blaze in sight. Now, my next guest and his partners have put together a GoFundMe on behalf of the Australian Red Cross. I am asking you to step it up and please be extraordinary and donate if you can. Donations are 100% tax deductible. There is a link at the bottom of the podcast. I repeat, there is a link at the bottom of the podcast. And if you can do anything to help myself, the Finding Extraordinary audience, and those from Australia, and those deeply impacted, would sincerely appreciate it, and they need you. Now, without any further ado, let's get episode number three started. Here we go.
1: For, for weeks, mate, I couldn't sleep thinking about what we're going to do, you know? So once I get my mindset on something, I'm kind of, I'm all in, you know? If I know that's something that I want to do, I'm all in. I, like, obsess about it. I'm thinking about it 24-7. I'm talking about it, you know? Um, the only conversations that I want to have is whether, you know, if I can get um, someone to help me make decisions or get some more information or kind of just brainstorm on the topic, but... Uh, I remember it was it was Christmas morning eh? and it was three a.m. and I got I just I couldn't sleep. I got up out of my little villa, got on my moped, and I cruised down the to the beach. And I was the moon was up. and I remember I was just like, I am not leaving this beach, and I'm going to cut laps on this beach until I make a decision on where we're going to go. All right. So I was just I was cutting laps on this beach, running up and down this thing. It was it was it was beautiful. It was cool. And then. Uh, It just kind of hit me and I was, as I was running, I was like lifestyle, you know,
0: that is the voice of my next guest, Luke Hartelist. Luke has brought one of the most popular fitness brands from Australia to the United States and is now part owner of three F45 workout facilities. In this episode, Luke and I talk about passion and influence. We also discuss how Luke lived in Thailand and worked on oil rigs for four weeks at a time. We talk about how Luke created his first business and how it flopped. Then Luke goes into reevaluating, developing an, an investment mindset, and then thinking about what business to, cre- to create, where to create it, building strategy and culture behind it, and then setting it up, having no idea what he was doing, but having a vision, and then being lucky enough to have a business partner who shared that vision. Luke is an absolute rock star. I guarantee you that you will take so many things away from listening to this podcast. And without any further ado, let's get it started. The truth is, no one is born extraordinary. Everyone has extraordinary inside of them. It just has to be found. Welcome back to Finding Extraordinary. I am your host, Seth Markson. Each and every episode will deliver an exciting guest or message that will expand your mind and provide insight that will help unlock the secrets to finding your extraordinary. Thank you for spending some time with me. Let's get it started. <laughs> yeah, so go on, like conveying a message.
1: Yeah, so you know, like we were just discussing that that event, and it's like my 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 feelings are like the the people that convey a message like that, like Trent Shelton, so to speak, like his message is so clear, and they I just feel like they should be speaking, like it's nearly a duty, you know what I mean? mm hmm um, but, I mean, all those speakers were really good. I really enjoyed that day.
0: Yeah, it's cool because, like, they they end up – it becomes, like, a part of them and a part of their mission. Like, they're like, okay, what I'm doing now is, like, I have to do this. It's yeah. It's not just my passion. It's part of who I am. Exactly. And when you get something that that is so ingrained in you at that point in time um, – man, whatever that is like that, that's so fucking special for you.
1: Yeah. I think you like for people like that, you can see that that's their, just their drive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That that's what gets them up in the morning. That's why they do what they do. And you can see it when they're, when they're like deep embedded in that passion. Like you're like, mate, that's, that's what they should be doing. You can see when people are right in alignment with what they should be doing. You know what I mean? And it's, it's good to look, it's good to watch. Yeah, I love it. It's good to be like, even you know, have a conversation with someone like that, or just experience that. You know, like it's contagious, right? Yeah, it's fully contagious, one hundred percent. That's a good word for it. Yeah,
0: it's like when you saw those speakers up there at, at the influencer event. Yeah, yeah. They talked, regardless of what they talked about. Didn't you just feel like amped to go I do did, something man. amazing on yeah. your own?
1: And I think, and I think that's the that's the whole idea of that is to. There's so many people that are procrastinating on, it doesn't have to be just that one thing that they've wanted to do their whole life, but even just procrastinating on this, this one step they have to take towards something that they want to do. And those kind of events and and especially hearing the the people that were up there speaking and the way that they were, you know, putting their point across is just like, if that didn't light a fire under your ass, like you're done. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you're not going to do shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So... For me it was it was all about and and I'm pretty good at like noticing where if I'm procrastinating and how to kind of overcome that um, for myself so but that still really just lit me up, you mm-hmm. know that especially that first day when i when I was in there, I was like, all right, I gotta start like I, I make moves, but I'm like let's go you know
0: so so just for the audience, um, yeah. we're talking about uh an influencer conference where it was it was motivational it was business in my opinion it was all about online marketing uh business strategy branding that whole thing and it was just so uh it was cool because um, on top of motivation they also gave distinct business practices yeah. to follow and kind of like a road map
1: yeah. which
0: i thought was very very cool and that first day you're talking about we saw Rachel Hollis, who I thought was so good.
1: Yeah, I had actually never really heard her speak or had really heard too much about her. Um, obviously, she's a best-selling author, and, um, mm-hmm. but I haven't read her books. But, mate, she was great. Oh, she yeah. She was absolutely phenomenal. She was really good. She was impactful, for sure. The
0: one thing that stood out to me was the whole thing about um, the Instagram and, and just sharing, because... Uh, you might not, you she brought up this point. Who's your favorite person to follow on Instagram? Yeah, and I was like, Oh, Luke, for sure. Yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah. are a great follow on Instagram. I, I, I love, I love keeping up on you. Um, but don't be <laughs> like, offended here. Yeah, I, I was like,
1: dude, I fucking love following The Rock, yeah, and yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne yeah. Johnson, he's so that, cool. I was, I'm sorry to cut you off. This was the exact, um, takeaway from that that i got as well you know what i mean it was so distinct
0: yeah and and she's like she's like oh i love the rock and i was like oh rachel like we're on the same wavelength yeah, right yeah, now yeah. awesome cool and then she's like what did he post last week and i was like i have no idea yeah and she's like that's the point exactly right you know people are gonna follow you they can go back and see your post but they're not gonna
1: remember what you put out a week ago and they don't care Yeah, no one, no one really cares, Mm -hmm. and that was a big part of Rachel's speech. You know, I actually relate that to um, uh, to my girlfriend, like just after that Mm -hmm. kind of conference, and because that resonated with me, and I was like, you know what, no one cares. You know, it's like everyone has this big stigma that the whole world um, gives a fuck about what it is that they're posting, and you know, they if they post something that's um, you know a little bit has a bit of a discrepancy with their following or whatever. Initially, mate, in a day that's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you've done something truly bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it's just embarrassing yourself, who fucking cares? Exactly. No one cares, mate. You know? and, and the
0: best thing is, even if you embarrass yourself, you're connecting with the whole world because there's no one on this planet that hasn't
1: embarrassed themselves. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah, you're exactly right.
0: What a cool, what a cool point. What a great Person to uh, to hear from uh, and Rachel, but I mean overall, just the whole the whole thing was yeah really great yeah. Um, now I kind of want to dive into the business that you're in, and yeah. I want to get into to your story. I, I know you're from Australia. You've come to the states. You built this amazing business in F45, and it it started out as a business in Australia, correct?
1: Yeah. So uh, F45 originated in Sydney, um, and it was basically. They saw a really unique opportunity in the market in Australia, where there was only uh, CrossFit-style gyms and and big box gyms, and boutique fitness wasn't really relevant. So there was like yoga and Pilates and all that sort of stuff. But these guys really capitalized, and they saw that market in Sydney. And for Sydney, it's you know it's it's the biggest city in Australia. It's busy. So the corporate. Um, the corporations were their target for all the corporate people. They wanted to get in and get an effective workout in, in Mm -hmm. under that hour. So they could come in during their lunch break, smash out a workout and then go back to work Mm -hmm. um, or before and after. And these guys, you know, they start out slow, but they, you know, once they franchised, they ended up, you know, partnering with a lot of NRL, um, a lot of AFL, a lot of cricket players. So some good, really good high profile um, athletes and it just exploded. It, it just absolutely exploded. Um, and it was like there was <laughs> there was a franchise on every corner at some stage, and there still is. It's just it's it's basically all bought up, so you can't actually buy franchises in Australia. Oh wow! Um, it's all purchased uh, as far as I know. So it's a, it, it's very very uh, popular in Australia. It's like a household name.
0: Well, it's not sure. only popular in Australia; it's it's like popular everywhere. Right. I saw one in Amsterdam when I was there. Yeah, I've seen the way you've grown it here, not yeah. just in uh, Hermosa Beach, but also in La Jolla, all over yeah. uh, Southern California. So you know, um, it's it's something that works, and I don't think it just works because of the business model, but it also works because of what you put into it yourself. Yeah, and uh, your business partner as well.
1: Yeah, so. Um, I'll, I'll kind of take you on how we kind of got into the space and, and, mm-hmm. and what actually brought us to, to Southern California all the way from Australia. So, um, I were, I was working on the oil rigs actually offshore. Oh, wow. Offshore. I started in Singapore and then I moved to offshore Australia and I was working at 28 days on 28 days off and on my 28 days off, I would live in Thailand and there's this, Amazing street in Thailand. If you ever go, you have to go. It's in Phuket. It's in Chalong Phuket, and it's the most motivating place I've ever been in my life. And it's literally one street, and it's just full of uh, CrossFit gyms, bodybuilding gyms, Muay Thai gyms, um, boutique uh, little resorts, and cafes, and all these cafes. They cater to your training. There's a lot of uh, like UFC fighters and all that go there. Some uh, some high profile like CrossFit athletes, bodybuilders, all that sort of stuff. So you would you would be on this street, and five a.m. in the morning, you would hear people like kicking bags. You would hear people running, and it was just full of like everyone trying to better themselves. You know, like so people that were there for. Fitness holidays with their mates, fit, people that were there by themselves on fitness retreats, trying to meet people, people that were overweight, trying to lose weight, um, af- professional athletes that were training, all that sort of stuff. So it was a very motivating environment. Um, and my biz- Evan and I and my business partner, we he was living there full time. Um, and we... Did you guys meet there? No. So very, very <laughs> long story short, we played under 13s rugby together oh wow Um, yeah so right back in back in australia on the central coast so um and i knew him there and then i didn't see him for it would have been maybe like 10 years or something and then i was on a mine site because i did i did mining as well so surface blasting and i just saw his name on the board and it rang a bell and anyway then we clicked back up and um ended up doing some traveling together working together and then we ended up in thailand and I was on the oil rigs, 28 days on, 28 days off, and we saw an opportunity in the market there to um, build a hot yoga slash heated hit studio, Okay. Um, because everyone needed that. There was no hot yoga in the area. Everyone was traveling, so we were like, great, gap in the market, you know, after about a year of just being there, mm-hmm. this is us. Um it was long story short. It was a flop. It was a massive <laughs> flop. <laughs> we, uh, we, but we went all in, um, which was definitely a, a really big learning curve. We leased a block of land, and we designed and built the entire studio, um, and it was beautiful. It was a really beautiful studio. Um, we had some, we had good clientele, but we just capitalized, overcapitalized on it, mm-hmm. and realized that, you know, I'm, I'm not a yoga teacher. Neither was Evan, um, and the idea of having uh, someone manage it. That is in that kind of environment where it's you're going in there for a holiday, you know. And it's if you're not in there managing and you're kind of just overseeing, then to get the right person was was pretty hard, pretty hard to be able to be serious about the business, you know. So, um, once I realised that you know that wasn't really going to generate enough income for me to get off the rigs. I was just kind of like, I remember having the conversation. I was looking at a lot of different opportunities and said to Evan, I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I got to get off these fucking rigs. You know, I was like, they were, the lifestyle was good with the month on month off. Mm-hmm. Um, the money was great, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. And like, while you're out there, you know, it's, it's a pretty intense gig and pretty, gnarly, super dangerous and definitely not enjoyable. Let's put it that, put it that way. So, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, I started looking into F45 because at that stage, it was really blowing up. Like it wasn't too international. I think there was one in London um, and it was just kind of going international New Zealand. Sorry. Um, but it was ex- it was exploding. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like, I was like, what about F45? And uh, basically we, we started looking into it. And we, once we got serious, it was more along the lines of, I remember I said to Ev, I was like, I've traveled everywhere besides the States, like everywhere I'd lived in Europe and all through Southeast Asia and all that sort of stuff. And I said, but I haven't found anywhere that I could set up life and start a business like this and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and grow. And, and I and I just hit him. I hit him. I was like, where would you go? And he said, Cali straight away. And I was like, yeah. Cause I, and I had never been. And he's like, Cali, he's like, you would love Cali. And I was like, okay. So we started looking at California while we were doing that. Dubai popped up and we were like, Ooh, Dubai, Dubai sounds very intriguing because Dubai was, I think it was 85% expats. Oh wow. And it was a tax free US.
0: Now, Now where, how are you researching this information?
1: We, we had a lot of really good, uh, really good contacts, that were in the fitness space along that street in Thailand as well. And people were from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'd spent a lot of time with these people and some of them resided in Dubai. Um, So we were basically utilising our network just to get as much information on different areas as we could. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, so as we looked into that, there was no franchise in Dubai at the time. There was two in the United States. There was one in Santa Monica and there was uh, one in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, and so when we were looking at Dubai, it was it was more dollars and cents. You know, we were looking at, uh, you know, the kind of revenue that we'll be able to generate across a, a brand new network and whether we could get a master franchise and open multiple. And uh, and of course, the, there's a lot of money in Dubai from all the oil um investments and all that sort of stuff so we went back and forth for a while and it was I for, for weeks mate I couldn't sleep thinking about what we we're going to do you know so once I get my mindset on something I'm kind of I'm all in you know if I know that's something that I want to do I'm all in I like obsess about it I'm thinking about it 24 7 I'm talking about it you know I'm the only conversations that I want to have is whether you know if I can get um, someone to help me make decisions, or get some more information, or kind of just brainstorm on the topic. But uh, I remember it was it was Christmas morning, and it was three a.m. and I got I just I couldn't sleep. I got up out of my little villa, got on my moped, and I cruised down the to the beach. And I was the moon was up, and I remember I was just like, I am not leaving this beach. And I'm gonna cut laps on this beach until I make a decision on where we're gonna go, All right? So, I was just I was cutting laps on this beach, running up and down this thing. It was it was it was beautiful. It was cool. And then uh, it just kind of hit me. And I was as I was running, I was like, lifestyle. You know, lifestyle is super important to me, um, and I really want to be able to enjoy what I'm doing because I had just been on the rigs, you know, mm-hmm. for and I was just, re, and I just really didn't enjoy it. So I was like, it's, I do not want to make a transition into somewhere that is going to be purely just for the dollars and cents, you know, and it's like, lifestyle is extremely important to me. I want to be able to enjoy my life, build relationships with uh, like-minded people. And I knew that Kelly had a really, really good Kind of young professional networking opportunity in it, um, and so yeah, so that's kind of how I made the decision that I, that I wanted to come here. And I mean, Ev was already sold because he he said it. He just wanted me to make the decision for myself. But mm-hmm. that kind of I had enough information to be able to make a a valid decision for sure. Amazing, amazing, yeah. and
0: and I want to take a pause and go back a little bit because you said you you've said a couple things here that I think. Are worth talking about yeah in in my opinion you've had like defining moments of where um your your thinking uh, was really tested your 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 mindset and just like the process of of figuring out and becoming who you are was tested yeah one was being on the oil rigs and not loving what you're doing yeah and just like fuck i need to do something else yeah how am i gonna do it uh, two is uh where am I gonna where am I where am I gonna start this business? Where am I gonna live? Yeah. This is what I'm, I'm gonna do, but then like where am I gonna start this business? Going back to the conference, like what Tom you said, uh who I think uh both of us really, really enjoy. Oh yeah. Um he he said the the only thing that's gonna kill you is indecision. Yeah. So like you sat on that beach and took you know, as long as it took to make that decision and really almost like meditate on the things that are important to you, like yeah. lifestyle. So, you know, I want to dive into, um, how, how have, have, have those moments made you who you are and, and how has that shifted your mindset and, and adjusted your thinking process?
1: Yeah. Um, so definitely, <clears throat> since when you, like, I think when you're making a decision and there is, like, you go through those those certain stages in your life where you do have those really big decisions to make and the best way to do that is to get clarity on what is really important to you, you know what I mean? And I, um, I ended up from that process and, and just, because I didn't really have that, that process kind of dialed in when I went down to the beach and just started cutting laps. Like I just was just like, I need to clear my head. And working out has always been number one. Like if I, it is it is therapy for me, you know what I mean? And that's where I get clear and that's where I can kind of focus on what's important. Um, and that's really get down to what I want, you know what I mean? And because there is no distractions for me, it's like headphones in and it's just me in there, you know? So I've end, I ended up adopting just, you know, pr- kind of subconsciously, I think, uh, a way to make my decisions based on how that went down that morning on the beach, you know, and there's been a, a fair few significant, a lot of significant times since then, um, since I've come over here where I've been making decisions uh, that were really going to change the path of where I was going and that's what I've done. I've just got up. Um, you know, 2, 3 a.m. and I would just head down to the gym and, and I would kind of just work through it and just get clarity on what it is that I really want and then make sure, and without the distraction, without the noise, you know, without anyone uh, kind of influencing, you know, what I would, what it is that I want. So um, that's, a, that's the mindset I've ad- adopted on how to really hone in on what it is that you are really going to, achieve in that kind of direction that you're taking, you know? So, um, and then, sorry, what was the second question? The, the second question was like, you, you were on the
0: oil rigs and yeah. there was a moment where you were just like, you know what? Fuck man. Yeah. I want to do something else. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times there, there are people who are in a similar position Yeah, that it, it takes, it takes like doing something that you just don't like, or like um, being in a atmosphere that is just so uh, inhibiting, too, yeah. inhibiting and toxic. Yeah, where you're just like, you know what, fuck this. Yeah, I am doing something else, or I'm going for something else because this isn't me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's you know when I when I went out there, I had the the mindset where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna be out here for six years. I kind of had a six year plan and. I was going to work my way up, and um, and then after six months, I was just like, fuck this. This, this is, is not what I fucking want to do. Um, so the my first step in kind of trying to change that and starting to invest my cash so that I could actually leave the rigs because once you get into that, uh, earning that kind of money and, and spending that kind of money, a lot of people get trapped. You know, they purchase they get mortgages cars all that sort of stuff and they get trapped by their expenses and they have to stay there so Mm -hmm. my my big thing was like i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna invest my cash build businesses and then um and eventually generate enough revenue so i can leave um and that was the the thinking with the first um it was called Phuket hot yoga okay that was that was our business so um, that was in my thinking with the first, and when I realized that that wasn't going to happen, I was like, okay, fuck, let's, it's go time. Like I need to stop procrastinating on the next move and start moving in that direction, you know? And, um, it was funny. Like when we, when we decided yet yeah, we're coming here, um, I had, I had never been here. And when we landed and we were just, we were driving through Santa Monica, I was like, oh, fuck, man. I was <laughs> like. I'm home. Like this is this is epic. You know, this is what I'm looking for. Not a bad atmosphere. It's it's a very cool place. You know, <laughs> for those of you that haven't been to Southern California, it's uh, it's different. The people uh, and this is what draws me here is the people, mate. You know, like building relationships. As you know, the same with you is is w- w- pretty much my passion is building relationships, networking, collaborating, um, and uh, and. Building a, a team to be able to do that with as well. So, and when I came here, it's like you know, there's twenty two thousand uh, million people I think in Australia. There's twenty million people in Southern California. Mind blowing, know. right? Yeah, mind blowing. So, and Australia's big, man. Australia's nearly just as big as the United States, but it's it just doesn't have the density that's here. So I feel with that though becomes there's a, there's a, a hustle for like individuality, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of, cause there's a lot of people and everyone is, everyone has their own kind of niche and their own, their own hustle or their own um, individuality to try and push them uh, or elevate them uh, kind of above the rest and, and, and build kind of success, you know? And, uh, that's one of the one of the first things I noticed. I was like, "Wow, everyone is just on it," you know, and I, I liked that. But also the fact that everyone is very curious about what you're doing and whether they can help or whether they know someone that can help, and just the the, the networking uh, here was something that really resonated with me and it opened my eyes like really early on. Yeah, and and I'll speak a little bit on that as well. Um, yeah, there's in
0: California, more so than a lot of places that I've been to. Um, there's creativity people, they're there not creativity, people. There are a lot of creative people here yeah. who are just making things happen. Yeah. and um, you know, as funky or as disciplined as their project may be, they're just going for it. And they're, in my opinion, there are a lot of people who are willing to like share what they're doing, yeah, and um, help others build something that they're doing because it's just this is where all of it's happening, yeah. And whether it's business, entertainment, or entertainment and business, you know, uh, it's there, there's just like a density here of people doing that, and there uh, there's a ton of people who are willing to help.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that's the connections that you need to make if, if you want to be, you know, a young kind of successful entrepreneur and you want to build something, you know, and, um, that was, that's, that's one thing that really resonated with me. And to this day, I, I, that's why I'm here basically, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why we're having a chat right now. You know, we caught up back at that conference and then a couple of days later, you hit me up and and now we're here. So, um, I love it. I love it. I love, uh, I love everything about it. Obviously the weather and <laughs> we're going on a little yeah. bit of a tangent here but it's a, it's a good, well, area. it's a great place, mate.
0: Well, let, let's talk about, uh, where you opened up, why yeah. you decided to open up that location and how that has spread into multiple, yeah. uh, F45 businesses for you. And, um, from there, let's, let, then let's go into like what else you're, you're doing. Yeah. Right. So, um, where, where was the first location that you and Evan decided to open up?
1: Yeah, so uh, when we arrived, we had reserved multiple franchises, um, franchise territories. Okay. So there was, as And, I and said, how do you
0: do that, by the way?
1: So w- when when there's a franchise, all the um, different areas are cut up and they'll be in, within demographic or population, um, depending on the area. And basically, you just reserve them through the franchise or. And once you've done your due diligence, you can then um, purchase and then go from there, basically um, purchase the right to do business. So what, we've, what we did is we, we reserved quite a few um, and we basically did research in LA County, Orange County and San Diego County. Um, and our, the idea was to come here, we had a two week trip to come here. We had to set up the business, decide um, where we wanted to open our first location get, uh, meet uh, a commercial real estate agent and become, bring him on board as basically someone that was going to do all of our negotiations. Didn't matter where they were just so we could build a relationship with the one person, um, and accounting and all that sort of stuff. And going through that, we gave ourselves 2 weeks by the way and I've never been here before so that was very <laughs> ambitious right oh yeah um and then going through that I, we were sitting in the car in Santa Monica and we were we looked at each other and we we're just like mate if we go home in 4 days there is no way this is going to happen like there is absolutely no way um so we cancelled our flights we just we, wow. we just cancelled them. we made the decision then and there it's like look we need to make this happen. We're, we're already invested in this time, money, and this is what we want. So we're gonna make this happen, canceled our flights, and continued doing a lot of research. And we ended up nailing down uh, the La Jolla space. Um, and during that time, we negotiated on a lot of real estate. Like we're foreign, Aussie, young, I was 27. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so it was like nearly four years ago, but young guys that have no credit. We don't exist on, on paper in the United States at all. We don't have visas. Uh, we're <laughs> on a holiday visa at the time. So there was a lot riding against us and uh, it was very hard to get someone to take us seriously and to, and to deal with anyone. You know, obviously um, coming down to the nitty gritty of the negotiations when someone owns a piece of real estate that you want to go into, it's always, you know, where, where's your backing? Uh, what, show us your financials, all that sort of stuff. And we had none of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but we ended up nailing down the La Jolla space. And then from there we went and we had a mutual friend that owned a, a business in, in Vegas. And instead of leaving, basically we, we did the negotiations on the space and then we moved, relocated to Vegas so we could stay in the United States and then sell party tickets. Basically, club crawl tickets. Oh no way! No shit. Really? No shit. So we're. I had no idea. Yeah. So we're on the on the street in Vegas selling um, uh, club crawl tickets for uh, one of my mates' companies, actually, and just day in, day out, like just rejection, rejection, rejection. We'd probably ask, you know, 300, 400 people a day. Um, and then you, we would make, we were making money. So it was, it was good. And that held us, uh, held us over to finalize all the purchasing of the franchise and, and uh, sign the lease and all that sort of stuff, which was cool. So that definitely uh, was a learning curve there because it taught us how, like what well, was already good at engaging with people, um and talking to people but that was like hard selling right yeah (laughs) so that was just basically like you you know like you know 10 out of every 100 were gonna stop and talk to you and maybe one was gonna purchase uh, a ticket you know and i mean like you're outside on the streets on the streets yeah on the streets and and if you've been to vegas they're busy it is humping mate so we were just like legitimately every day for we were there for two months Oh my! Two months. Wow! Um, and yeah, we we were grinding. Obviously, we we're having a good time as well. Mm-hmm. So, but it definitely taught us the, um, the value of not fearing rejection. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, which was really cool, and it's a it's. I definitely think it's a good grounding for when we went into selling gym memberships. You know, mm-hmm. and putting ourselves out there to the community. Um, so once we had nailed all the space down, we did the negotiations on the space and f- through the the franchise, we signed all the agreements and the documents, and we purchased the franchise. Um, we went home. So, but we were here for nearly three three and a half months. Now,
0: now, did you go home because of
1: visa restrictions? Yes. Yes. So we had to we had to go home, and at that stage, so to get an investment visa for the United States is. Uh, you got to jump through a lot of hurdles. It's a very um, long kind of process. And we basically had to have uh, leased the space already. We Uh had to have purchased the real estate. I had to have the contractors um, quotes and estimates and ready to sign in. We had to have business plans, all that sort of stuff ready and executed. And we had to have already basically spent all the money invested all the money before we could apply.
0: And was this just you and Evan, uh, like,
1: Creating all these documents, or? Uh, no. So we had we used an attorney. Okay, so cool. it's it's a really in depth process, and you definitely need to use a, an immigration attorney because um, if you get it wrong, you're gonna you're gonna get screwed basically, and you're mm-hmm. gonna get denied. So we uh yeah we went home. We had to organize all that sort of stuff, and we still came back um, prior to having a visa because we weren't actually working. So t- you can come over on a B one B two and set up. Okay. business um and then yeah so we signed the the space and we had long story short we had so many delays um on the space because we had a defect in one of the walls and it it was basically sending us broke because every month that went by was costing us money living um expenses rent all that sort of stuff so mm-hmm. it was tough it was it was really tough and but what it did it gave us an opportunity, it gave us about a four month, five month opportunity to really network in La Jolla. Cause we, we weren't, it's not like we just rocked up to our backyard and we were opening a, a gym in our backyard and all our friends and family could help us network and bring people to it. We're, we're in a, a city that we'd never been in before in mm. a town that we'd never been in before. And it's a, um, La Jolla's is pretty cutthroat when it comes to business, you know, it's a very affluent area um and a lot of gyms kind of come and go there you know because the clientele are very specific with what they want Mm -hmm. and they expect a very high standard um so what what it enabled us to do is really show people who we were and network um and that's one thing that we did really really well at the start mind you we we didn't do any pre-sales we couldn't sell one membership not one now was that you trying to sell one? We did everything. We did everything. We held like outdoor boot camps. We were partnered with all the brands like Reebok, Lululemon, all that sort of stuff. All the um, the health and wellness spaces that are in La Jolla, we partnered with them all, but no one was gonna take a credit card um, to two Aussies that had no credibility and no one had heard of F45. Uh huh. There was one in Southern California one and by the time we had purchased the uh, Venice Beach had opened as well. So there was two, um, and that was it. No one knew what it was, and it didn't definitely it didn't have the brand awareness like it does today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that made it really tough to trying to get pen to paper for any pre-sale clients to then you know open the doors with some sort of clientele, right? Um, going on to the grand opening though, it's I we it once we had built everything out and we finally, you know, were able to announce a grand opening that we were going to stick to, we had pushed it back months and months and months every time. So you Mm kind of burn out your welcome. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, everyone's, everyone's not going to show up. And I remember sitting in the reception, in the, um, in the reception there with Ev and I'm just like, and it was five minutes till the first class. Right. So we had like back to back classes, hoping that people were going to show up we had people booked in from all over the San Diego that we had met. Yeah. And no one was there, mate. Not one person. And five minutes know, before five the Five minutes place. before, right? Oh and my. you're thinking, you know, and my mindset is like, if I'm going to a class, like I'm going to show up early. I've never, I've never been there before, so I'm going to be there. And we had kind of expectations expectations 10, 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I'm like, fuck, you know, like, fuck, man, where is where is everyone, you know? like, And uh, I could just... Just feel, I was getting so nervous and so anxious. And and then within 10 minutes, the place was just full. There wow. Was four, there was about 100 people there. Um, and there was about 60 trying to get into the first class. So that was really good. Obviously, it was an issue trying to get all those people into the first class, but... What, what I'm trying to say is all that networking and all that kind of relationship building that we did in the village the entire time, even though those people weren't buying memberships, they were, they were, we were building a relationship with them so that they could come and support us right. um, for our grand opening. And everyone was intrigued. They wanted to see what it was about. Like there's two Aussie lads cruising around uh, La Jolla trying to you know, build business and talk to everyone. And um, it was good. It was great. It ended up being a very successful day.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and did, if you, if you
1: could go back to it and, and remember
0: how many memberships were you able to sign up that day?
1: So we actually, I actually, um, you know, Absolute legends. The the crew that we worked with out in Vegas selling party tickets flew out to Cali for us. No and, way. Yeah, and they all <laughs> I had them all at the the grand opening selling uh, memberships, which was really good. Wow, uh, it was awesome, mate. It was a lot of support. You know, it was cool. And for us, have been here for such a short period of time. You know, we definitely made some good connections. And I think on the day we 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 only sold you know um, fifteen or something memberships, but in the first four weeks. We sold 100. That's incredible. Yeah. And it was, that was purely because we had no choice. Like, we had a lot of people coming in, which was great. But selling the memberships, we had no choice because when we, when we had finally opened, we had no money for rent, like, mm-hmm. not a cent. So it was like, make or break. It's like, we're either going to sell the memberships enough to break even for the next month or we're going to default on our rent and this guy's going to kick us out. So we had no choice. We were sleeping in the studio. Um we would I would just roll out a yoga mat, sleep, get up, coach. It was insane because we were we were cleaning, we were doing all the client management, we were managing, we were doing the business development, we were doing the sales. We were just Evan and I were doing everything. That and it was it was wild, mate. Wild. This, I'm telling you,
0: like this story is incredible. Yeah. Um jeez, literally like sleeping on the floor in your own business trying everything you can to
1: make sure that that this doesn't go under we didn't man. We, <laughs> we didn't have a choice you know and that's that's part of the you know the it's the sink or swim kind of mentality it's it's when we came over we just we went all in it's like we're gonna do this i'm not gonna wait i'm not gonna waste my time i'm not gonna waste my money that i've saved up i'm not gonna waste you know the the opportunity that this could this is a possibility that i can do this and um our mindset was just like we're making this happen no matter what we're going to make this happen and when when it comes to paying the rent you know that's that was a huge huge kind of pressure cooker for us for the first uh four or five months it's just like making sure that we had that cash to pay the rent and also this was our our first proper crack at business you know we had the the studio in thailand which um we learn a lot from what not to do and Mm -hmm. And this was this was a whole new ball game. You know? Let me pause you right there. Let me pause you right there. Yeah.
0: So one of one of the biggest things that I like taking in my life is, you know, you don't lose, you learn. Yes, one hundred percent. So when you built that business in Thailand and it and it didn't do so well, yeah, what were some
1: of the things that you learned that you could possibly share? One of the biggest learnings is when you is is to Basically, when you open a new business that you are required to be, wear every hat, so to speak, you are going to be wearing absolutely every hat when it comes to, you know, your marketing, um, the operations, hiring, um, all the recruitment training. And one of the biggest eye openers was, and because I was very naive with how that was going to go down and hiring, you know a third party to do that for us when they weren't really vested in the business, you know? So, um, that really kind of set the standard for how I was going to do that the next time around and Mm -hmm. how we really were grinding in, in the first studio that we had with La Jolla and, Obviously, when leading by example is a huge thing, you know, and if, if you want to lead a team, you need to be prepared to, you know, throw throw yourself out there first um, and do all the learnings first and make the mistakes. And when you do make the mistakes, you need to be able to create strategy to not make them again. You know what I'm saying? And making sure that your team are on board with your vision. If people aren't really aligned with your your company vision or just your, your personal vision and the the team isn't really aligned in that kind of way. It's, it makes it very hard to do to, for operations to be smooth and it makes it very hard for business to move forward if you're not there 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And with the the Thailand business, I was only intending on being there four weeks out of every eight, you know, because I was in um, on the oil rigs as well. So when 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 your business partners and your team are working towards the same common goal it makes the synergy is there you know and the synergy is there in a way that you can you have more trust um in employees and and the rest of your team to be able to execute while you're not there cool so that was pretty naive of me thinking that wasn't gonna happen and
0: and so taking those those learning moments yeah. into F45, I mean, do you have a, a very clear vision and uh, mission for you and everyone you work with? I mean,
1: we do now. We had no idea what we were doing <laughs> when we started. Um, we were, you know, the same going into that. We had learned um, from the previous experience, but we still we had no idea what we were doing, you know? Mm-hmm. We were just uh, we were just prepared to take the hits and keep driving forward, you know? And yeah. we learned so fast, like so fast. We had to learn really fast what worked and what didn't work, you know? Um, and what works in this business and will always work in this business is community. Mm-hmm. And we built a really special community very fast in there. And it was based off... Just love for the people and and wanting to provide an excellent experience. You know what I mean. Everyone that walks in that door, everyone that walked in that door, was greeted like they're our best mates. You know, mm-hmm. we would always try and help people out um, in any way we could, and it showed. It really showed, and you could you could I mean you could tell that it was Evan and I's baby, right? And we were nurturing it, and we were always tweaking and, and creating different strategies to be able to um, service the people that we had. But we didn't have an, an issue, which was great, actually trying to get leads and people in there, mm-hmm. which was good because it ended up being just pure word of mouth for a long time um, when we were getting our referrals in. You know, we didn't do any digital marketing for the first 12 months I think Evan put on a couple of Facebook ads and all that sort of stuff just trying to target, but we mm-hmm. had no idea, but we also didn't have the cash to do it. Right. Um, so it was all based on face-to-face relationships, mm-hmm. which really just uh, set the tone for like how we were going to go about doing business in the future, you know? Right. And as you know, like business is relationships. If you can build relationships and you can leverage those relationships, then you can you can do business, you know? Well-
0: and that, that goes back to, uh, you know, what we were talking about earlier. Um, I think I said, it's, it's not just F45's, uh, business plan that is good. I, I truly think it's you and Evan, um, granted like Evan's not here, but I, just with you, you're, you're, you're so open, you're, you're super nice. It's so easy to talk to and you're fun yeah. to talk to, Yeah, you know, um, and you can just tell you have such like a, a energy and passion for what you're doing. So with that point about, you know, creating relationships, building the community, it's like, yeah, F45 is cool, but fuck man. I just, I want to hang out with Luke.
1: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that And that, that's what we, we originally built it on. And we still to this day, uh, we do is, you know, we have these three locations and, um, the, the best part about having those three locations is everyone is a different network. And that's the way mm-hmm. I look at it. I'm like, La Jolla is a different network. Amos is a different network. Hillcrest is a different network. And it's the, the best part is, is that we, we do events with this, this network. We leverage the network so that we can then have fun with yeah. the network, you know? And, um, and we do, you know, we do monthly, quarterly and, and annually work big events. And everyone that knows us knows that we, we do that. And that's, been honestly it's it's absolutely been the key to being able to grow these quite quickly and sustain the membership growth that we've had you know
0: and i want to i want to touch on these events because these aren't like like your normal corporate little get-togethers where there's like cake and punch like you guys (laughs) fucking go all out and you you create this environment and this atmosphere that is like so fun. It's like going, it's like mixing like the beach with a club mixed with like your business. And it's so cool.
1: Well, it's, and that dives into our, our mission and our mission and vision, um, between, you know, myself, all my business partners is, is myself, Evan, uh, Joey and Brock is to create a network of, you know, superior fitness facilities, but where people can grow, connect and collaborate. So, we're basically just creating this big network of people and being able to bring all those people into one space and have a have a good time um, and kind of just, you know, turn it on for the guys and, and throw a proper party and, and make it a really comfortable environment where people can let their hair down, you know, because it's, it's all well and good being in the gym and, and working and, and pushing each other. But no one, if if you don't get the people to interact or ourselves to interact with these people outside of the facility, then you never really know who they are, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's part of the connection, you know, and that's part of what the, the main reason is for what I do and what we do is to build connection, you know, and that's what humans thrive on. Yeah. So, yep. so yeah, so that, that's the, the beauty of having, you know, such a, a, a dense little network in that those studios is being able to put on those events for sure
0: that's yeah, cool I, I, I love it man um, yeah. if any of the audience is listening and and you're able to go to uh, an F45 that that Luke is a part of and an event that, that they throw it is so fun <laughs> I'm telling you it's, it's a raging party and it's it's great it's everything that that he talked about it embodies this connection and just really uh, meeting everyone who's there and having a great time yeah um, now we kind of we kind of went off after you were talking about making the the La Jolla location great how did you then choose your other locations and
1: how did you build those yeah good question um, we 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 made a success of the La Jolla location quite fast and we mm-hmm. learned a, a lot uh, in a very short period of time and we ended up with the opportunity to do a second, very very quickly, um, and so we started. We you know we definitely we started looking at all the research that we'd done and in the previous uh, demographics that we didn't jump on and all that we couldn't secure a piece of real estate in, um, and we liked the South Bay. And my girlfriend, um, who I was just recently with, lived here. She was born and raised here as well, so. Mm-hmm. We really liked the idea of the South Bay. Um, the demographic was there. It was a beautiful beachside city um, and it was super dense and it was very, very like young, professional fit. Um, as you can see, you're out here on the beach and there's just volleyball players everywhere, right? Everywhere. Oh and it's God. a really young, um, young area. So when we, when we decided that we were going to do that, and, and move on this area only if a piece of real estate could become available that we wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And one, where the location that we have on Hermosa Avenue, it when it became available, we jumped on it. Long story short, we did, we got the um, the deal done on that. And in hindsight, and I say this a lot, like we had never been here either mm-hmm. in in, in Homosa. You know, we'd driven through it a few times and I had, and I had been here a couple of times with my girlfriend, but it, we, it was a new network, a new demographic that we didn't know. Another area, a new set of rules, LA County, the city, all that sort of stuff. So, and we had nearly shot ourselves in the foot by going two counties away from our original location. Now, if I could turn back time, even though I really love this, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't have gone this far, but strategically, like I would have stayed in San Diego to make it a lot easier for ourselves. Uh-huh um so that we were not ready whatsoever to to hire a manager for that space we didn't even have really our processes and procedures on paper to be honest with you or how to train someone to run that business (laughs) so we yeah we just we hired uh we hired a manager put them in there moved relocated up here um fit the space out and uh and then we had our grand opening and when we, while we were going through that process, uh, we, uh, we were looking for someone to operate this once we had grown it to a certain level as well so that we could then scale, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, so, and my business partner now, Joey, who runs the, the studio here, you know him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up getting him down here once, and he took over, oh, he, he didn't take over. He came in about three months after we opened And that allowed us to um, grow this place really fast, um, having him on board and then um, moving into another location with my other business partner, Brock, down in San Diego. So we kind of came up um, and then I relocated up here on a more permanent basis, stayed up here with Joe and grew the facility down here, Emma moved back down and went down with Brock. And we opened another one up in, uh, in Hillcrest, uh, last year in 2018 so wow and that was also and the same thing it's like as i as i said we don't we didn't open these up in our backyard where we had a, a heap of you know relatives or or mates or friends or family that could help us out so that was a new demo completely new demographic completely new set of rules completely new set of people and all that sort of stuff so each one has been a real test to see you know how well we can build relationships and how how we can actually bring people into a space you know wow. it's it's been it's been tough but it's also super rewarding man you know what i mean like i've been here for three and a half years and i get to sit here and have conversations about how we've done it with people like you you know so it's awesome it is that yeah. it
0: really is awesome yeah man. um so in all of, in, in your journey yeah. so far, uh, I mean, man, you have, you have been tested. Oh yeah. When you think about who you are yeah, and you're going to create something, what do you think to yourself? Do you just know like, you know what, no matter what happens, it's going to, it's going to work. Like even like when you're sleeping on your, the mat yeah. in La Jolla, yeah. hoping that this business works, like
1: what's going through your head? I, I don't know whether I'm lucky that I think like this, but I have this like really true, deep belief in myself, in myself in the fact that I will find a way no matter what. And I I truly believe that I can not, I'm not kind of fluff anything up, but I truly believe that if I really want something, that I can do it. Mm-hmm. And, and that I will always find a way to be able to make that possible. And I think 100% when it comes down to where I am today, is it's, it's all in that belief, you know? Um, and especially when you're, when you're sleeping on the floor or you're sleeping on a... I was, I was on a blow-up bed in, a, in an empty apartment with cardboard boxes as a bedside tables. Oh, I've got wow. photos of it, mate, yeah. Um, and I was in that, it was like that for six months. And, and I, 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 you know, I I took, I've taken a photo of that and I remember looking at myself, I was like, wow, I was like, this is going to change one day. And, um, coming over here just with nothing and setting all of these different networks up and businesses and, um, and, and teams, you know, um, was just pure drive. And there was so many setbacks, so many setbacks, so many punches, so many times where, you were just, uh, just kind of thinking, you know, what the fuck am I doing? Like this is wild. Because mm-hmm. um, most of the time, I had no idea what I was doing, you know. And I just, but I had a vision, and it was, um, and I was, v- I'm lucky that it was shared. The same vision was shared with my business partner, you know. So trying to go and through all that alone is an immense task, mm-hmm. you know. And when you've got someone that you can, kind of rely on to be in the same mind frame as you where and and feeling the same way you don't feel lonely you know so um it's definitely all comes down to belief that's amazing and and i'm sure there
0: were moments where you guys were just like really picking each other up like you and evan
1: yeah you
0: know uh you were in it together and no matter what you're just gonna make it work right yeah
1: exactly and it's it's, uh, you know, there's definitely times where you, you know, you disagree on on quite a lot. And then there's also definitely times where it's just like, we, we were always very um, in sync with the fact that we, we didn't give a fuck. We were going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really ever a time where he was kind of thrown in the towel and I had to bring him back or, or I was thrown in the towel and he had to bring me back, you know, it was just like, we were synced with that. And it was like, we're making this work no matter what we're vested in this, where we're going all in, you know, and um, when you are all in and you've literally got everything to lose, um, it makes a difference. (laughs) Yeah. It makes a difference because you don't, you don't, you don't have a fucking choice, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just sink or swim. And there's no, there's no, there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to sink and then, and then have this, uh, this huge opportunity kind of go to waste. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm stoked. I'm very, very, very happy with you know what we've been able to accomplish so far. And I'm, man, it's, it's exciting. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm not from here, and I, there's so much excitement in mo- like every day. You know, so I love it. I love it. It's stressful, but I love every moment of it.
0: Dude, I am like so amped right now just listening yeah. to you. Seriously, <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure the listeners feel the same way. I hope um, so. Yeah. The, your your energy is contagious. Your story is so fucking inspiring. Um, now you have three, you you have three F forty five locations that you're currently managing, yeah. And uh, you have other ideas of things you want to do as well. Yeah. Um, we were kind of talking about it a little bit uh, off off record. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk about it, you know, on record.
1: Yeah. Um, I suppose I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that has always has way too many things that I want to do. Um, So, you know, trying to juggle all my side projects and those three studios over the last, I've really kind of picked up on the side projects over the last kind of 18 months has been been really challenging, but it's a good learning curve of how, where you need to focus your energy and all that sort of stuff. And going along with that 80-20 principle, you know, Mm -hmm. focusing on what your 80% is, and then your side projects, making sure that they tick along and they still, you know, move forward. But obviously, focusing more on on what's uh, what's moving the needle mm-hmm. for your for your big projects. But I've got a I've been working for about eighteen months, nearly near, yeah, it'll be close to two years at the end of the year on a, a men's high performance um, active wear line, and nice. it's called Superba. And the idea is to kind of create a movement. And, and really empower men to be the, the most optimized version of themselves and to create products and advance that uh, really showcase that, which is very cool. And uh, we're actually... We've been going back and forth with designs and all that sort of stuff and sampling for a long time now. and We've finally nailed down the first line and we're just kind of building out the... We're going to throw it on Kickstarter, actually. Kickstarter campaign.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, well, when... When the Kickstarter campaign starts up, you're definitely gonna have to send it to me because I can put it in the show notes, and uh, yeah. people who listen to this can, oh, can go one hundred
1: percent, one hundred percent. And that's the the beauty about building um, all, all the relationships that we have built over the last few years is yeah. to kind of branching out. And um, you know, as we discussed earlier, is that 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 networking uh, that tool, the show that I want to create is based on. Um, interviewing uh, and showcasing kind of young entrepreneurs that mm-hmm. have built a brand or business of some significance, um, and they're not wildly wildly successful. So hopefully the the viewers and that can resonate with it a little bit more when they're mm-hmm. in that stage. They're in the trenches. They're seeing a lot of adversity, and they're you know they're going through the motions on the day to day, trying to scale their business and um, just going through how they've the, obviously the mindset, but how they've got there and what their strategy is to, to make that, um, to scale the business a little more. And, and so I think it's going to be a really cool and exciting, uh, little tool and just to be able to reach out and meet more people. Really. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm doing it, you know, and helping and in, in turn is build a relationship with those people and then hopefully collaborate in some sort of way.
0: Totally, totally. And, yeah. and, uh, I'm, one thing that I've learned by doing the podcast is um, I've been getting great perspective from everyone who's come on. I mean, even just from our conversation, like my my brain is spinning right now, yeah, like yeah. all types of stuff. so yeah. um, no doubt that will happen for you and you know the sky's the limit on in terms of where where that takes you, you know um, man, it when when you were talking about superba, yeah. Is this going to be a, a fashion line that is mainly for athletic wear, or is
1: this going to be all-purpose? Uh, it's going to be a holistic lifestyle brand, but the 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 fashion products, like the active wear, will just be basically performance wear cool. for men. Um, and we uh, we're planning on events like retreats so kind of on a global scale mm-hmm. um where we kind of dive into strategy mindset networking all that sort of stuff so it's gonna be exciting it's a cool very cool project um it's good to be able to work on it with with the boys as well so just more of a team thing but it's uh it's exciting have been working on it for a while man so i'm uh getting close getting really close to the man, launch
0: man I, I cannot wait to see uh how that ends up you Yeah. Know, it's it just sounds, it sounds awesome. And obviously with you, uh, managing that and putting that together, uh, fuck man, it's going to be, I have no doubt. It's going to be great. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a passion project and, um, I'm, uh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked of how, how it's turned out so far and the, I'll, I'll send you some stuff. Oh, One, can't once wait. Once I get this last order in, I'll send you some stuff.
0: Cool. Cool, sure. man. Um, well I want to, I, I, every guest that I bring on, I, yeah. I talk about. A couple certain, uh, a couple things. Yeah. Um, what are or who are your mentors, and what are the books that you're reading?
1: Very good question. Um, I go through a lot of uh, stages with how often I listen to kind of one mentor versus mm-hmm. the other, and for me, um, podcasts are a huge part of my life. You know, I consume a good two minimum. To three hours a day with podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. like I, that's how I learn. I'll obviously, um, by doing, but by by listening to these podcasts. And I listen to a lot of Lewis Howes. I like Lewis Howes because he's great at asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently have uh, actually signed up for a mastermind with Gerard Adams. I don't oh, know if cool. you know who that is? Yeah. So, um, and he's a very kind of cool, influential. Uh, entrepreneur who has seen a wild, wild amount of success very early on, lost it all, built up this insane uh, elite daily and and then sold that um, at, at 30. And now he's really kind of trying to empower um, younger entrepreneurs and, and, and guide and mentor people who want to create personal brands and businesses and all that sort of stuff. So the, where I'm at with the, the books, um, There's one that really resonates me. It's called The Untethered Soul. Okay. Um, And basically, it's just about mindset and um, trying and using perspective to be able to... Sorry, not perspective. And changing perspective on situations. And that really kind of helped me through a lot of stressful times. Um, And there's another one... I'm running a mind blank right now. It's by Ryan Holiday, and it's called "The uh, Obstacle Is the Way." I don't know if you've read that. Not you yet. You should read that. That is a phenomenal book. Okay. Um, and it is—it's a book on—it's a stoic book, uh, but it's a book on perspective as well. But it's—it's it's always about um, going, basically taking the route that is the hard route, but it's actually showing you what is possible. Mm-hmm. And um, and how to flip perspective from why is this happening to me to a positive note, and basically creating strategy to to move through that. And there's a lot of a lot of insight there right, into really changing your mindset and and helping you grow um, and look at things differently. Which is it's been a huge help for me for sure.
0: Well, it it kind of sounds like the story of you know. Of growing your business yeah like that in a nutshell is what you yeah what you did you know
1: yeah yeah exactly it's i mean it's you 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 definitely need uh alternative ways of you know looking at things when everything's coming down on you at the same time you know and um books and podcasts and meditation helped me immensely Mm -hmm. for sure
0: that's that's so amazing to hear and i think you know people listening could could definitely benefit from hearing that as well yeah. um the other thing i want to ask you uh, is if a young person came up to you yeah and is trying to figure it out they they they're, they're going through whatever it is they're going through and they're like you know what i just don't know what to do with my life what type of advice would you give to them well,
1: that's a broad <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a broad question I would say figure out what you love and then find someone that has similar success to what you would want and then study what they've done and how they did it and then make the decision on whether you're prepared to go through what they did to get there. You know, there's... um, a lot of people are, you know, happy. They want to be a billionaire, but they mm-hmm. don't want to. They don't want to do the work that the billionaire did to get there, you know. Um, and so the, you know, I, I feel like the best strategy in business is to find a good mentor mm-hmm. and ad- adopt the same, not 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 necessarily um, strategy, but the, sa- the same focus points and and mindset and that that mentor has and then and study how they how they do business how they meet people how they actually got to where they are and then make your own decision and whether that's something that you're prepared to do
0: got it yeah that's awesome man yeah well hey dude uh i really want to thank you for coming on the podcast uh this this conversation was just Electric man, hey! I feel absolutely man. Thank you,
1: thank you for having me, mate. This is um, this is fun. This type of thing is just like I love love being out to just sit and have a conversation with someone and kind of share my story and my thoughts on um, you know life at the moment, really, and where I'm at.
0: Yeah, and we believe me. I appreciate it, and, and I'm sure the audience appreciates you sharing that. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what are yeah. ways they can they
1: can uh, see what you're doing or uh, you know? Be involved with with yeah you know what you're um, up to. I mean, at the moment, my Instagram is basically where everyone can kind of catch up on what I'm doing and uh, my studios and uh, and get in touch with me, throw me a DM and and spark a conversation. So um, yeah, at Luke underscore heartless that's me.
0: Perfect, perfect. And uh, before we sign off here, I just I just want to acknowledge you for being uh, who you are and creating such an awesome culture uh, and a great atmosphere just with like your being, you have so much energy. You're such a loving human being and you truly have this deep passion for connecting with people. And, um, I, like I said, I, I just want to acknowledge you for that because it's, you're contagious, man. <laughs> Everything about you is contagious and it, it just like, it's uplifting.
1: Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Of appreciate course. that. Of luck.
0: Well, you know, hopefully down the line, uh, we get to do this again, yeah, and sure. we get to talk more about uh, the successes and fulfillments in your life, man. Thanks, brother. Of course. Thank you, Thanks bro. Of course. Yeah, man. Cheers. Let's just do this,
1: and my computer. There we
0: go. Uh, so you were just talking about your morning routine. What is that?
1: So yeah, so I was just saying that my... My morning routine has definitely been like one of the absolute keys to where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't always have that or I always, I'm a a creature of habit for sure. But I have it so fucking dialed in that if I don't do it, it really kind of rattles up my day. Um, And I basically, I I, I wake up super early. So I'm up at about 5 a.m., I'm up, I, I meditate, uh, gratitude journal, uh, coffee, cold shower, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then I go and move, like I go and work out.
0: So I want to break that up yes. into everything that you said. Yes. Wake up, meditate. Yes. How are you meditating?
1: So I meditate for, for about 10 minutes, um, and I've gone through a number of different apps, Headspace and Calm, are basically what I use, and that's basically just... I focus just on the breathing, Uh, breathing and just trying to clarify the mind and just trying to really just be present. That's all that is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of sets the tone for the way that I'm feeling. Right. Um, And then from there, gratitude journal. And I dive pretty deep into the way I gratitude journal. And it's just basically setting up what I'm thinking about for the day and how I'm going to or the kind of person that I'm going to be throughout that day. So I wake up and I write down, I note three things that I'm grateful for, but I dive into those. Like why am I grateful for that? You know, mm-hmm. and I write about a page on each one. And then I write, you know, what kind of leader do I want to be today? And then I'll 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 go pretty deep into that. And then I'll write what am I, what habits Am I going to adopt to make sure that I adhere to what kind of leader am I going to be today, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, so by doing that, it really, instead of just going, oh, I want to be a legend, right. know, it, it really kind of dives into what I'm going to ensure that I'm doing so that um, I am going to carry myself in that way through the day, you know? Got it. And that helps. It helps by kind of breaking it down like that. Um, and then going and working out is, it energizes me for the rest of the day. It grounds me, grounds my mindset. I used to listen to music mm-hmm. as everyone does while they train, but I, I listen to podcasts now. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it, for some reason it's been a game changer cause that is playing in the back of my workout the entire time. And you, you don't take it all in cause you're working out, but there's little bits that you take in and it just like, it just, it motivates me
0: yeah um you know your subconscious though is picking it up a
1: hundred percent and that's that's well that was the start that's why I started um and then it just became a regular thing when I was kind of when I was doing some mobility and and stretching and moving before I would work out and then I just turned the music off and just kept playing the podcast or or a YouTube series or something and it just it motivates me the the whole process of of that um, that morning just sets your day up for success, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever it is that, um, that your kind of process is or anyone's process, you need to adopt a process. Mm-hmm. And there's, as I truly believe that there's, if, you, if you're if you in a position where you're stuck or you're not really progressing or you're not growing or something, I truly believe there's one thing that can change your life and that is adop- adopting a morning routine where you get consistent, um, where you, you create a consistent process that is going to change your um, your being or the way you're looking at your entire day from being in uh, from being reactive to proactive. Mm-hmm. So everyone's in a reactive state. Most people get up. Their alarm goes off, bang, oh, they're all tired. They get up, maybe they put a coffee on, they have a shower, they get ready quickly and they go to work and they're sitting in traffic. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can shift that to get up an hour earlier, it doesn't have to be at 5 a.m., it doesn't have to be at 4 a.m., but get up an hour earlier and allow yourself the time to go through a structured process that gets your mind frame into being proactive. Because then you're running the day. The day's not running you, basically. Um, And that one thing will, can change your whole fucking life, for sure. Now, are you looking at your phone at all? No, I do not. The only, the only time I look off my phone is I turn my alarm off. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I'll plug in um, uh, Headspace or Calm. But I don't have any social media on. My phone's on um, aeroplane mode. So I don't have any text messages and nothing comes through until I basically until I'm finished my workout. Until you allow it. To exactly right. Because if you, if the, I mean, and it, there's so much on this right now in, uh, in, the, in the media world is like, you know, getting rid of that noise in the morning. If you get up and the first thing you do is jump on your social media or on your emails, um, that is instantly just straight up debilitating to getting any clarification on how you want to run your day. You know what I mean? Because you're instantly reactive. Straight away, instantly reactive to whatever message it is that you've received, whatever email it is that you receive, whatever's going on at work, or whatever the fucking rest of the world's doing. Who cares? Yeah, it's like it's, it, the, your morning is your morning, you know. And for those, that's why I said for those people that you know they are in corporate and they have to be at work at a certain time. That's fine. It's get up earlier, mm-hmm. go to bed earlier, get up earlier, get up an hour earlier. Give yourself the extra hour, and that's your hour. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have to get up. And go through the same process that I do, but that works for me.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, I, I just want to want to recount it here. So, wake up at five. Yeah. Meditate. Yeah. And then write uh, in your gratitude journal. Yeah.
1: And then work out. Yeah. And then and then go to work. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, are you are you going to bed? I gotta. Right? I go to bed. Um, it depends. Like. This year's been been pretty wild. I've been going to bed. So I get home sometimes at like eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. I try no matter what to be in bed by 10 p.m. Got it. You know, I don't go to the fucking club. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, you know, I'm not out having, you know, huge weekends or anything like that. So my, my, most of my midweek is pretty fucking structured. And I always, you know, have the intention of getting myself ready and trying to, um, just level yourself before you go to bed because otherwise you 're going to just lie awake all night so you 're trying to just level yourself before you go to bed so that I can allow myself to be in bed and get you know seven seven six and a half seven hours of good sleep got it okay yeah. cool
0: yeah I want to throw one one more thing at you yeah uh, i don 't know if you know this I have a feeling you might, but uh, your subconscious your subconscious takes demands yeah and if you tell yourself or if you tell your subconscious before you go to bed i want to wake up in an amazing state yeah if you tell it that you will wake up in an amazing state have you tried that before
1: i have i have i knew it i, I knew have. You, you you knew about have. this <laughs> and uh i do i always plan for that i always plan to wake up on i wake up fresh wake up feeling good and wake up with purpose um, doesn't necessarily always happen though right. because it just, it depends on the amount of sleep and the night sleep that you have. But I know that that does do that. And I have tried that and I, I just, I naturally do that mm-hmm. because I know that it works. Right. Um, probably works 60% of the time depending <laughs> on the, depending on what you got going on though, Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool, man. I, again, like dude, this,
0: this was a it's great been good.
1: conversation. man. Yeah, it's been really great. great conversation. Some good, definitely some good takeaways for sure. Oh, and totally. we should, we should do it again, mate, for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, let me know. I'm open, dude. You <laughs> let me know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like we'll do this every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> right on, man. For dude. sure, brother. Thanks again, bro. Thank you. Seriously. Oh,
0: thank bro. you, thank you, thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope I provided some insight and some knowledge that will ultimately help you expand your mind and your life. If you can do me a huge favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever your favorite streaming platform is, I would sincerely appreciate it. It will help me grow and will help my message get out to the world. So, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and I absolutely look forward to the next time I can spend some time with you. All right, my friends, stay extraordinary.